Okie dokie. So we're going live. I'm going to play the intro. What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm Kelly Boy, Damon. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Thank you, everybody, who um, went and took a quick drink break. You got to get your refills. You got to get your snacks. You got to use the restroom. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, but we're back uh, just to reiterate one last time as we move forward to uh, NXT. Uh, huge congrats to Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Thunder. Fox is breaking news. Thunder Rosa to relinquish the title. I'm going to need a source on that. If that is yeah. true, fuck that. But if it's not true, oh, the Warrior Wrestling title. Ooh, oh, that's actually crazy. Interesting news. Um, that's interesting. That's actually very fascinating because why would she need to relinquish the Warrior Wrestling title? Except for no. they don't want their world champion to look weak, or they may not want some of their talent going to the other promotion. Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer. Because at the same time, could you lose the Warrior Wrestling title and still look strong? And mm-hmm. I think the answer is yes. But it depends on who you're wrestling. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, it's a bummer. It's a bummer because you know what? I'd give Thunder Rosa all the titles and leave them on her. She, yeah. Thunder Rosa, actually is my pick to beat Roman Reigns. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, She's a third of his height. Oh, yeah. the same like they did for Omega and AAA. Yeah, I guess I could see that. They're trying to protect their people, but I don't know. It's a bummer. Whatever. Um. But yeah. So, uh, congratulations, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, champion of, of of us, and now the champion for AEW fans as well. So, uh, not all bad. Uh, Thank you. But yeah, fantastic moment. I love the, the clip of the confetti falling and, and her crying over the title and cool. the amount of her family and Mission Pro Wrestling folks who were there in, in attendance. Just incredible. Just absolutely yeah. incredible. So, Justin coming to the ring. Uh, I was uh, I was torn on that. I didn't know if I needed Dustin Rhodes out there at that moment. If I'm honest. Nice well, Conan wasn't out there, right? He didn't come out. No, it was just Dustin. And I just yeah. think that so much of what Thunder Rosa has done on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he I was don't... the representative for backstage because Con Man... That but that's what I didn't need rip- about it. I know. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that was my mm-hmm. problem with it. Is he came out and I felt like it reminded me of when uh, Ultimate Warrior or was it Macho mm-hmm. Man? I believe it was Macho Man when he won the title off of someone else and Hogan came out to shake his hand and Hogan wasn't even on the fucking card. I was like, "What are you doing?" And it was this whole thing where it's all like, "Oh, oh yeah. did you get the rub from Hogan?" It's like, "No, but it makes Hogan look like look at me, I'm I'm the famous guy." And you go like, well, look at me. I'm a racist now. So 
Well, now, yeah. But, I mean, at the time, like, when, when Thunder won it, like, I felt like there was a cool thing there where Dustin wanted to share that moment, but also felt like that's Thunder's moment. Let her have it. Give it to her. <laughs> be the first one she sees on the other side of the curtain. But yeah, I feel like Thunder Rosa has worked so hard and done so much on her own and with other people, but on her own, that I didn't mm-hmm. need to see someone represent come out and say we also are happy for this like no no, no. i want her to have her moment alone this is her moment yeah. i didn't i didn't need him in that shot uh, it's not a dig on him or anything like that because i know how much he loves and respects her and how much he's worked with the women's uh division there in general mm-hmm. it just was one of those things where it's all like i felt like it took away more than it added and i don't think that was the intention yeah. but that's kind of yeah that was just that was me yeah i like the guy i think he's incredible i was just like it could have waited until they were off air, but mm-hmm. um, Center Fox says, "Marsh, if you don't watch the vlog of Thunder Rosa, Dustin's major influence for her. Maybe she wanted him to be there. I mean, her family already had that, and the new champion shirts, uh, and the photos with the full face paint. Yeah, there was a bunch of that stuff. And so, I mean, I know he was very. She's always spoken super highly of him, in a lot of ways. That's what I mean. Like, I would have liked to see a lot of that backstage. That's what I think. What what it comes down to is." And maybe I'm just conditioned to like it that way because that's how WWE typically does it is they have their big moments in ring and then a documentary comes out like a year later of like the behind the scenes stuff and you see those moments and you see those you see the Paul Heyman hugging uh, a Roman Reigns and saying, you know, I'm so proud of you, Joe and stuff. And you have those moments and you go, oh, this is crazy cool. And I, I like that separation maybe is all it is. Maybe it's just a personal taste thing. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but they don't do good vignettes like that or any kind of documentary. Yeah, but maybe they will in time. But right now, maybe the reason they don't is because they have this instead. And maybe because they don't, they do this instead. So it could just be – it could absolutely be a nitpicking personal personal taste of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still like my, I like my separation a little bit. I like to, to live in that moment. And then later on, live in a different moment where it's all like, oh, look at how beautiful this all was backstage. Like I've said it with a lot of the negative one stuff. As much as I like a lot of that stuff, I wish it was done backstage and off air and in some Not like a fan video fest. package yeah. later. Yeah, like do a thing later with it. Like, mm-hmm. So maybe it's just personal taste. I got you. I'm not trying – like I said, I'm not trying to discount him or his, his influence or anything. It was just that moment I, I didn't feel like needed necessarily. Uh, Spongebob says, con man, yeah, his bitch ass wears the backstage video of after the show cheering for her like they did for the Lights Out match, playing favorites again. That's true. They did put that out. Mm-hmm. Remember Lights Out match? They showed a whole video package of all the mm-hmm. backstage stuff. Everyone talking about Britt Baker, how amazing she was. Yeah. I See, I told you. Too. That's true. Mm-hmm. It did happen. But If your, uh, your eyes aren't open to this before they should be opening now yeah yeah for sure yeah. but i do want both of the thunder rosa action figures for sure um mm-hmm. but yeah uh, congratulations thunder rosa obviously couldn't have been happier for her um yeah. mm-hmm. obviously we met her recently and uh for the first time since hard times and it was great and it's all good all good you know what i mean like i'm being picky because that's what we do here we drink and be picky but i'm not gonna see colt banna win a title no. So, you know, no. so you're not going to think, yeah. but yeah. Now, if you were at hard times, oh, I was a mess. I was a mess. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Fox does have a quick question, uh, and then we'll talk NXT. He does yeah. say, I have to ask, he goes, thoughts on how many ethnic talents are now on AEW TV after the Swole ordeal? Is it an improvement, or is it just catering so they don't get into more drama? Catering I, to get into more drama. I think it's the second. I don't think that it was... Um, and I think it's a double-edged sword, is I don't think it was a cognitive thought on his part to begin with. I don't think he ever thought I should push this person to make sure there's more representation, which is both good and bad, right? You don't want to, you don't want to be pushing someone strictly because of, right? You want to push someone in addition to is, is the best way I can put it. Uh, but I do feel like that a sudden big surge of stuff is a direct response to what Swole said and not a re direct response to, um, just their given talent to begin with you know what i mean yeah i do feel like that's part of it and at the same time i kind of don't mind you know what i mean like i don't i'm not mad at it if that makes sense i'm also not pissed that like yeah. hey, said this thing and made a change it's also kind of like well good at least at least she said something and now they're making that effort whether yeah, for but... good reasons or bad at least the effort's being made hmm. but my to throw the double-edged sword in there it's like why do you need somebody to tell you that? Because if you're, you know, if you're already conscious and you don't want to be like the other one, even though you compare yourself and you grab their old people and you book the same shit, you know, you would already be aware of that. And especially because you have, if you were to really look at their roster, I'd probably say a third of it is... There, there is an ethnic type, adverse and an ethnic type of. I'm yeah, not. They being, have a diverse you know, roster for sure. They do. Them. And do they? No, they don't. And no, but they're starting to. Because I think that people are now they're making people woke to it. I mean, look at that album that came out last for um, Black History Month. Okay, yeah. well, first of all, it should have gone on iTunes or something because I don't have a CD player. Only one I have is in my car, and that thing has never been used. So, I, you know, it's like, why didn't you you do that? I mean, yeah, it yeah. actually you get a better return on your money. But anyways, I don't know. I don't know about music things, so I I, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I would assume says, if you've seen the show, they had Private Party, Will Hobbs, Jade, Swerve, Starks, Lee, Yuta, Thunder Rosa, probably missing more. Uh, uh, Scorpio Sky comes to mind, obviously. Uh, he goes, uh, okay, now do you think he's going to overdo it with ethnic groups? I don't think so. Like, I think it... I, I do agree that it's a bummer that someone had to shake him. And he was at first resilient and said that's not the case of it. Yeah. But I do like the fact that it does seem to be that there are more ethnic representation being put on there. The reason I don't think he's going to overdo it is because they've already split up the Andrade camp, which was just all the Mexicans in one group. You know what I mean? They were There was a while they did all the Mexicans in one segment a week, and it was kind of like, okay, this feels super token and not fluid. I feel like he's getting a lot better at doing it fluid. I feel like if the cognizant thought is coming across while they're booking the show of saying, you know what? This is a lot of white people for the first hour and a half. Let's shake this up. That yeah. kind of doesn't bother me. Like, I understand why that would bother someone, but it doesn't really bother me. Like, if the idea is, hey, you know what? I didn't even think about it, but we've kind of erased a whole representation. Let's make sure yeah. we we, fig we find a way to put it in. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. 
and I'm happy with that. And I think that they are doing better. I think it is because Swole said something, and I think Tony Khan will never admit that. But I'm happy it seems to be a change. I'm happy with it. Yeah, but you know, a lot of it, it's not really the wrestling. It's more of, no, it's more of, okay, there's these segments and whatnot. Okay, yeah, if you want to see diversity, watch YouTube. That's mm -hmm. the, that's what's being pressed with. Unless you are one of these, like, crowd favorites, like a Penta and Ray, and Ray. Um, you know, um, I don't even want to say Lethal or anything, but, like, obviously, you know, now Scorpio Sky, you know, you kind of, you kind of have to. Part of his confusion came in from the begin with is because if he is booking and editing everything for every show, it might have mm -hmm. not felt like it was... Um, not diverse because of all the diversity across all of his shows as opposed to Swole's complaint of it's not on Dynamite and that's where the focus needs yeah. to be because it gets the most eyes. I wonder if he just exactly. didn't realize that he has it spread across so far that it doesn't seem to make no. the same rounds. You know what I mean? I and think he just realizes it. it. Yeah. No, I think he realizes that she woke him up to that. Yes. And has it been changed slightly? But it's still not where it could you be. know could be mm -hmm. and there's something and wrong with that because... i think it's a good yeah. direction though i'm happy with yeah. the direction um yeah and i do think it's strictly because of swollen i think he'll never admit that i think he'll be like no nope. this was always the plan I was, for four it's years this was the plan yeah nope mm -mm. nope yeah. maybe one day if he's ever sober he might be able to say yeah you know because of her i don't know yeah i don't know uh, Spinefox says, I see Swerve and Sky being a major factor in the future. I just hope it's not due to the skin color and how talented they truly are. Hope it happens before they go under. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Even when you try to take in the conversation of affirmative action and stuff, when someone's put into place with an emphasis on their skin color and ethnic background, the belief is that they're still finding someone qualified and they're going to overachieve in that realm. You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. that's to say, if they say, Hey, we're going to give swerve and sky a bigger platform because they're black and we're underrepresented in the black community. Uh, as mm -hmm. far as our TV show goes, I don't think there's two better guys you can pick, you know, like, cause they'll do it. Cause they'll do it. In, despite of they'll be incredible regardless of that fact. But if that's what gets them that opportunity, mm -hmm. I don't hate it. I don't love it as much as possible, right? But I don't hate it. Like mm -hmm. making sure they get that platform by hell or high water is probably the most important thing. And if that platform is because of, these guys are going to overachieve yeah. despite of. Is that what you're Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, shouts to Swerve on his first signature. Signature wrestling shoe. That's interesting. I don't know what that is about, but uh, either way, you ready to talk about NXT? Absolutely. Let's talk NXT, dude. NXT 2.0 this week was really fucking good. Like, oh, it. I've been saying that every every on episode one. It's been getting better and better and better. And yeah. I, you know, I mean, I I won't say that I judged it harshly when it first started. Because it really, when you look back, it really did kind of, kind of stop. Let, let's face it. I mean, 
but now it's like holy shit and just the quality of not just the wrestling but a lot of the other things like for example during i know this is me skipping way ahead but this is a great example i think is during the um cam and grimes um santos escobar match mm-hmm. and a lot of the commentary that um carmelo hayes was throwing in mm-hmm. it was be- it was great i mean i loved how it was very seasoned, it was very polished, it was very seasoned, and yeah. I think that, I really do think that uh, Wade Barrett and, um, and, uh, and, uh, Victor- I'm forgetting his name, Vic Joseph, I almost called him Vic Grimes, Vic Joseph, how they really, not only just they how, you know, their chemistry, but when you throw someone into that mix, I mean, they did it well with Beth, and it went really well with Carmelo Hayes that's where it really just kind of tightens everything up and it doesn't seem chaotic because I think at the yeah. beginning two point it was chaotic because I didn't know where it was going to go but I think now it does yeah I think it definitely found its groove it figured out what was happening yeah. and I think at first it was a lot of throwing shit at the wall and just seeing what mm-hmm. where things were and I think that they're reading the audience and they're mm-hmm. they're following along like yeah 100% I even think mm-hmm. the amount of main roster talent to beat on here. In this show, we had Miz, Rude, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, mm-hmm. uh, and they did amazing in their spots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. They open up with Miz TV. Miz brings out Dolphin Robert Rude, uh, interrupted by L.A. Knight. And now you have L.A. Knight in the ring, on the mic, talking to the Miz, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Rude. And L.A. Knight was not a fish out of water. Nope. Nope. He was just as strong a promo as anyone else in that ring, and I thought that was fucking incredible. And he said uh-huh. the line I've been saying for weeks when he's been calling himself the mega, the, uh, the million-dollar megastar. Mega I mm-hmm. said, how perfect is that for him when he goes to the main roster and he can say, I'm up here and you guys might all be superstars, but I'm a megastar. Mm-hmm. He got the chance to say it in this one where they said, look, you might be just fine here in NXT, but we're superstars. Yeah, he and he said, you guys might uh, be superstars, uh, uh. but I'm a megastar. Mega and I was all like, oh, shit, here we go. I all stood right. up and was like, bravo. Yeah. 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 The way he's got the crowd eating out of his hand, he's because he didn't even say, he's like, because you know whose game it is? And then does the finger point in the crowd, L.A. Mm-hmm. Knight. And he just goes, mm-hmm. yeah, dead-eyeing them. He's letting the crowd cut ha- part of his promo, deadening mm-hmm. the other talent. Like, I'm so good, they're doing. Look it at this. Mm-hmm. It was and especially incredible. The, yeah. And the let me talk to you. Yeah. They they the crowd went ape shit. I thought no. for that he had to bring the crowd and down just from his entrance alone. Yeah, He's going after like, the crowd was going so nuts. Yeah. He's like, it's like, bring it down, bring it down. Mm-hmm. And then it was once they were quiet enough, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. And then they got rowdy again. Yeah. (laughs) It was like the best thing ever, you know? And I mean, you know, this is the kind of people that you sit there. Like, there were so many moments in this episode. Like, man, I really hope that the new crop of people in the performance center really kind of take a look at what's going on right now because there's a lot of things that these seasoned people can offer and just you know seeing how great la night is on the mic you can't you can't teach people that i loved sorry go ahead 
Mm-hmm. I love. Yo, I just, I just loved thinking about when he just got to NXT and how much he was just getting shit on. Yeah. You know, yep. no one cared. <laughs> Everyone thought his name was shit. They just, they yep. didn't care for him, and we were just so furious. And I just yeah. love that it's finally turned around. They finally got with the program and saw how amazing he is. And it just goes to show, like, this this fan base is just so dumb sometimes. Fickle, yep. as the old Daniel Bryan would say. Fickle. Now, here's the other deal. It's because we were saying it from a while, too. <laughs> when you think about L.A. Knight, the idea he never wavered. The crowd yes. did not accept him. And he went, oh, okay. Yep. We can do that, too. Yep. The fact that he saw a crowd just shit on him, shit all over his name, the Twitter sphere was just filled with people saying he's too pro wrestling. He's good, I guess. He's in good shape, I guess, but he's just Mm -hmm. like a typical pro wrestler. Yep. He just comes off like Mm -hmm. pro wrestler. And I was like, yeah, but isn't that like a clever gimmick for a place that has a bunch of indie stars? Like in a bunch of like sports (laughs) entertainers? Isn't being a classic Mm -hmm. pro wrestler kind of a unique gimmick in this current atmosphere yeah yeah to which i was met with booze yep but to see that la Knight sees that response is aware of that response and goes okay <laughs> we'll do that and i'll get mm-hmm. you back anyways and yep. he just stayed the course and won the entire crowd over because he's that goddamn good he never wavered he never was nervous out there when the crowd was nope. not responding to his thing kept doing it yep. just keep doing mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. I feel like it was up until he like won the belt, the title that he was just getting shit on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that title finally, I think, started cracking people. And I think the Grayson Waller thing yeah. was the next big step. You know, like... I think Grayson Waller, yeah, was the re- was the was the really the catalyst. Yeah, I think. I think that the million dollar championship and the Cameron Grimes stuff had people on the fence on them. Yeah, that's where they started to wobble. And I think the Grayson Waller thing is where he just threw it over the side and said, nope, this is where we're going to be. This Mm -hmm. is where it's going to be, and this is why you guys are coming along. (laughs) And I've said it from before, too, that he's just so ridiculously undeniable Mm -hmm. in his absolute fantastic presence. Mm -hmm. That, like, it just, I mean, I think part of the reason I was so mad is because when it was first happening, I was like, are they really going to ruin this for us? What we could have yeah. with an LA night is the crowd going to destroy mm. what this guy's bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was, it was almost like LA night's just like, don't you worry about that. <laughs> you just watch along. Yeah. I'll get him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he does. He wraps mm-hmm. them all around. And now he's sitting in there, Dolph Ziggler and the Miz, two of the all time great talkers, or mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yep. I mean, yeah. And he fit right the fuck in, and he's dead eyeing them. Yeah. I'm talking to you, and so are they. Yeah. Because well, they're behind. Yeah. Me. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's been so pro the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was it's just we're just so happy for him. Never wavered. Yeah. Never got nervous. You never saw him go out there and cut a promo where he just seemed like he was a little unsure. Yeah. He was like, no, no, this oh. is how you do it. Yeah. Nah, nah. Not today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. Just just been killing nah. it yeah. since. Like NWA, really? Yeah, since Impact, really, but yeah. Impact, yeah. Yeah, you know it's but. interesting because not only just him, but like, you know, with MSK, and all of a sudden, you know, they were getting all those boos and whatnot. Like, yeah, you know, it's like the fans again. It's not just fickle, but it's just like 
you know, <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> they can't accept when some something is they, good and it's put in front of their face. They yeah. can't accept that. It's like no, 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 no. We need to find it and discover it for ourselves. Just don't shove it to me because then they want to go run around. Oh yeah, like we discovered this guy. No, yeah, you didn't. Because if you discovered this guy, you would have been hot on the hype train from day one. You wouldn't be booing it. You wouldn't be all, what the hell is this? You know, and whatnot. And especially because these are really seasoned people. They're people mm -hmm. who had a name before they got there. And a lot of people were upset that they were there. So, you know, doesn't mean boo people. So I'm glad that he's gotten that resurgence and that respect. Same with mm -hmm. MSK. There's a lot of respect now. I mean, they don't boo him anymore i blame uh whatchamacallit's dad you know yeah. but I, I whatever mean, yeah yeah whatever so you know? yeah i'm so, cool. so excited watching la night now is one of the few people i see on tv where every time they come out and do something i get chills about what the future holds hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? like a lot of them i watch and enjoy what we have now and this is going to be good yeah. and oh this story will be good but watching mm -hmm. la night even when i saw him in hard times there was a feeling i got that was like the future is that I'm going to be able to say, I saw this today. Mm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yep. Like mm -hmm. his potential is so crazy limitless. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I really think that he could be on the top for a long time. He could be the type to realistically, depending on how, I mean, I'd probably, mm -hmm. use, it's too long of a timetable, but I'm saying like, mm -hmm. if we had this Roman reigns in two, three years, yep. I could see an LA Knight taking him out. Yep. Being yep. that dude, he comes off like a Cena, like a rock. Yeah. He comes yeah. off that level. Mm -hmm. Comes off like yeah. a Kurt Angle and an Austin at times. Like, oh, yeah. I think that he, there's, he's just a bottled up rocket pack. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So he's the one where oh, I yeah. watch and I get chills and go, God damn, in 10 years, I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. In 10 years, I'm going to oh, be yeah. like, you know, I was in the audience when he won a tag title in WA and people were like, really? Way back when, <laughs> whoa. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, yeah. You saw yep. him live? Like, that's going to be the thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? In such a small setting. And not mm -hmm. only that, too, but that weekend of tapings. Yeah, like, I got a picture with him. You know? And he signed stuff for me. Like, and he wouldn't take I a did dollar. not get a picture. I did not get a picture. I'm a little sad about that, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Was it's okay. You messed up. You fucked up big time. I know. <laughs> I did. Sorry. But I got the picture. I mean, he knew my brother. My brother's got a picture with him from before he was even in NWA. Those are things that we're <laughs> going to look back on. I feel like the potential is there. That me and my brother are going to be able to show that. And it's going to be like when people show pictures of them with The Rock when you had curly hair. When people are like, oh my God, you saw him when he was in Memphis? Like, it's going to be that kind of thing. I think he's got yeah. that level of potential in him. And the fact that the crowd is finally on base and gets it and feels it too. God, it just, huh? I mean, it just feels so good because you know you're right. And you know that every time that you were unsure, that I was unsure, he's on the other side going, you let me take care of that. Fucking mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, I wish, I wish that uh, Starkey, speaking of NWA people, I wish that that was kind of the case. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, he's great then. I mean, he's still great. Unfortunately, there's some bad choices that are made and being made and had been made but yeah no i mean that's how i feel about like both of them but oh, yeah. la night man holy shit i mean that just is 
I mean, that's people that's like are, like as much as people like Spinner Fox want to call Ricky Starks baby rock. Baby I rock. Think you could mm-hmm. say the same thing about L.A. Knight. You can call him mm-hmm. baby rock too, because he's got a lot Throw of him. energy. Yep. Throw a turtleneck on him and a chain, and you know, <laughs> there you go. A little, yeah. you know, he's got tan. Sometimes I think he might be darker than Ricky Starks right now, if I'm not mistaken. You know, but. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. But yeah. kudos to him because let me tell you, let me tell you something. When he stepped up to that challenge, let me tell you the goosebumps. I was just like, this has been like what we've been wanting. Did I think he was going to win? No. But that's not the point. The point is this is where this guy should be, this is the level at which he can do it at. And, you know, and that was, you know, just seeing that and having other people see it, yes. you know, that I was would argue, was I would argue that the LA Knights match against Dolph Ziggler this week is mm-hmm. to date the most important match of his career. Absolutely. I'll agree. I think that, I mean, and when you watched it, he fit in, he fit there, yeah. he belonged there. And mm-hmm. in only the respect that he almost didn't belong there because he felt bigger than it already. I agree. Mm-hmm. The only thing that, that deflated me on this was like, oh, he's getting the match tonight. I was like, ah, uh. man. Yeah. You know, cause like I would have been so happy if they said LA Knight versus Dolph Ziggler stand and deliver NXT championship. Deliver. I would have been like, oh shit. LA Knight's going to be the NXT champ. Here we fucking go. But to do it yeah. this way, I was kind of like, oh no. And no. I was like, but maybe, maybe they keep Braun Breaker going where he's going. And maybe we do like they did with the women's division. Uh, especially when I think of like uh, uh, Oscar comes to mind, uh, Shayna Baszler, where they had these long-term champions in the division as their tent pole. Meanwhile, all the other women during that era were getting shit and moving on. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Lose your match to Shayna. Go to the main roster. You know what I mean? Bianca Belair yeah. lost to Shayna Baszler, and she mm-hmm. went on because they said, "Okay, she's so big, she's ready to go." But we're still teaching yeah. Shayna what to do, right? I feel like with Braun Breaker, mm-hmm. you leave him there for a year and let him circle that mm-hmm. that drain, as it were, of like, hey, you're we're gonna get you. So by the time you're really main roster, you're fucking ready. Mm-hmm. And guys like LA Knight take that circle and sling off. Like I think he won't ever hold the title. Yeah. I think he'll be main roster soon enough. And I yeah. think this match with Dolph showed that. Yeah, and I think too that maybe this was a this was a great litmus test. See, okay, he's rolling with you know main roster guy how you know what's that presentation going to look like because i think that you know instead of throwing someone up and putting them on a random raw like they were doing with like carrying cross and with um with bronson reed i think that the safer way to do it is to see on their turf how they perform and how you know because you can't tell me that that is that would not fit perfectly in a raw or a smackdown you cannot yeah. tell me that wouldn't i mean that's the quality of match it was and even and the, the promo segment it was yeah exactly exactly yeah. so i think that that Absolutely. was the biggest test if the anything thing strange about the Miz tv and the the main event was that hmm. it had an nxt backdrop that it wasn't yeah. on smackdown that it wasn't no. on raw that was the weird part no. I don't no. believe for a second that you don't have three dudes knocking on Vince's door this week saying, hey, I don't know if you know what's down there right now, 
but you got a yeah. guy that should be here. You yeah, know or I mean? did you see that? You know, did yeah. you see what, you know, Miz and these guys were doing? Because it was magic. Yeah. Okay, and you can't say that about a lot of what goes on on NXT, being truthful. Yeah. Same thing, you don't see that on AEW. Sorry, Splinter Fox, is, it's true. You yeah. don't see that kind of stuff there. And if you did, it probably would be a lot better. People probably wouldn't leave or, you know, things like that. But, you know, again, I digress. But yeah, so it was just beautiful. I cried a little, shed a tear. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, Splinter Fox has a, has a concept here, and I actually think it's a fun conversation because we've talked about it a little bit here before. Uh, he says, okay, wait. He goes, just wait on a second. He goes, so check this out. Dolph and Mandy are the champions. Yep. Dolph Ziggler and Mandy Rose are the NXT champions right now. He said, smart uh-huh. move heading to Mania weekend to show off younger talent. Smart move. He goes, but it is sad that the E fan base don't know the talent down in NXT or watch it. Before I move on in a segment, I a thousand percent agree to that. I do think more of the WWE fan base would enjoy NXT and NXT 2.0 to see these people blossom. Like Cora Jade, watching her grow down there has been... <laughs> fucking great it's like endearing like she's like quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch because you're seeing her grow and she's another one where you watch her now and say man in 10 years i'm gonna talk about watching her first match on nxt yeah she's one of those like a lot of these ones and i think that people would enjoy that and i think that's the whole reason nxt 2.0 and nxt black and gold were on usa was because it was for a long time strictly on the network and people weren't watching it. And I think they also recognize a lot of our fan base would enjoy watching them grow up, as it were. It just turns out no one is. Uh, he does then continue to say, it just seems like the WWE fan base don't watch the younger talent until they make it to the, quote, main roster. That is such a shame. Mm-hmm. Shoutouts to you guys for trying to bring a spotlight on NXT. Oh, I appreciate that. That was nice. Uh, yeah, 100%. I think that the fan base would enjoy it because I think that I understand the flip side, right? Some people say they don't like the NXT because sometimes those people don't go onto the main roster. They don't look the same on the main roster. Maybe they'll get a name like Butch, and people get mad about that. But I think if you can enjoy the process of it all and just sit back a little bit, it's really enjoyable to see someone grow into it all. And sometimes you see... And when you're right, it's amazing, right? Like when I was first watching like Sami Zayn and Bayley in NXT, I was all like, oh, this is a thing. They're going to be something. And now here we are, five, six years later, and I can say I've been ride or die with them since NXT, and it feels really good to see them succeed. It's your horse in the race, you know? Yeah. And when they were fledgling, and when they were doing poorly in the kendo stick match, and Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman, which was fucking trash, the whole time I'm watching it, Kev's giving me shit. And Kev's telling me, you know, how's your boy Sami doing now? And I was like, it's, I don't love it, but I'll tell you. He's not done yet. Don't count him out. This guy is something special. You know what I mean? And I think that's the cool part about NXT is you get to find those ones that are special and hang on to them for a long, long time. It's yeah. a shame when you or, lose a few. Yeah. Or you they're there, not there that long and they get catapulted. Mm-hmm. For, you know, for just because. Like Ricochet. Yeah. Always will pick on Ricochet. And... But like LA Knight, you can catapult him. That's fine. 
Cameron Grimes, you can catapult him. Totally fine. But, you know, and there's other people too that you can probably do that with. But like right now, you know, it's great that these people, these young people have these great kind of people because these are the that's this is the next wave and they're kind of entwined in that but i really think that it's a great way to do it and then you know maybe vince was told before that hey you know this la night guy might want to take a look at him and that's why you saw the Miz down there you have your best two talkers Mm -hmm. down there well let me see what going let me send them down there yeah yeah absolutely because for i know people hate them i love i love the miz okay i was like oh my god the miz is on yeah i love the miz always have um but i thought that was really interesting because you got la knight here you've got you got ziggler you've got three people who are excellent with the mic bobby i'm like you're just there by association you know i mean yeah you know don't pick up a mic please um let the others talk definitely it you know it was like wow this is definitely you know this is what people should be seeing but they don't and i think that it there was that stigma of okay we're signing all these indie people and that turned off a lot of people because you know everyone thinks that indie wrestling is that outlaw mud show wrestling which Mm -hmm. it's not you know and i think that you know wwe because there was only one major player because i don't want to count ring of honor i don't want to count impact whatever there's only one major player that's the only place you can go but now there's another one but people need to realize that now people have choices and if you're seeing these season people not your homegrown ones but your seasons one season ones getting signed and going there there's a reason obviously why they ended up going to the e and not to the to the con man so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and like zoe starks mm-hmm. she was offered by both and went went nxt i mean she got injured yeah. and it's kind of been what it's been she's done well i think mm-hmm. i do think that there's something special to watch him grow the same way that like watching darby allen's been special mm-hmm. you know what i mean like watching yeah. sammy guevara grow has been real special if you're a Sammy Guevara no, fan, you. and I know you're not, but if you were, watching him come out <laughs> to the first AEW show with that stupid panda hat and getting to where he's at now, if you're a Guevara fan, yeah. it's been amazing to be a part of that run, you know? Just mm-hmm. watching it. And I think NXT yeah. provides that too, and people don't take advantage of that. So uh, Spinner Fox says, uh, I still watch the e-product, tired of the bullshit, non-stopping, prefer wrestling over talking. And I think that's a, a really important thing too to, to note. Because I know mm-hmm. that that's one of my problems with some of these shows. Because he says, he goes, um, that's why I prefer NJPW, MLW, AEW, GCW, uh, PS The Collective is going to outshine any main event uh, yeah. from that weekend is my thoughts. Which it, it may very well do. It will. But yeah, it's, it's outshining. With like, with like GCW now, one of my issues with it is I've gone to a few of their shows. And when I got to go to two back-to-back... And it's all wrestling and no talking. I get exhausted from that. I need the breakup personally. So I do think there's different types of fans who like different types of things. I need that story. That's why my favorite thing coming out of that GCW weekend that was before was the Janelle Xbox stuff. The promo that Janela cut the next day. Incredible, compelling. Xbox comes out, cuts a promo too. Xbox never been a talking guy, but he killed it. 
Um, I think there's a. I think it's really notable that I think people need to also understand that there are different types of people who could who perceive wrestling in different ways, right? Uh, like Spin Fox says, I could watch wrestling all day. 100%. He could watch probably match to match to match and have no break and no story and doesn't need a backdrop, just is ready to see bell to bell action. Yes. I need a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, I get exhausted from that. If I have just a lot of wrestling, at a certain point, I go, okay, but why am I cheering? Like, and they can become a little interchangeable. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think I need yeah. a little bit extra. I need a little pizzazz in my in my coffee. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Going to to the collective comment, um, you a couple of, probably I'd say five years ago, WrestleCon and their shows were king because that's all you really had. You had that, you had Evolve, and then you had Ring of Honor. Usually Evolve and Ring of Honor because of the contracts that WWE would have saying that they didn't want any other wrestling shows to run in the city they were in. So a lot of them had to go far away. Ring of Honor was like 20 miles away or 25. Hell to get to. We didn't go to that. Like in or like last one I went to New Orleans, Ring of Honor was like almost 30, 40 minutes away. Same with the collective. Well, not the collective, but you know the GCW shows they had, which was Janela Spring Break, Janela. They, I think, yeah, I think Evolve was running there too, but this was before GCW did it. And you know, those were some of the the most sought after shows. Mm-hmm. Were WrestleCon ones, the collective when they were going to do it in Tampa just looking at that lineup of shows because there were new shows you had the Effie's Big Gate Brunch, you had For the Culture you had all of these really great new types of shows besides Bloodsport and you know Spring Break and um, the regular GCW product so I think that um, and now they have even more because they've got a Lucha one that Gringo Loco is doing. Mm. Um, so that is the weekend. If you go to Dallas and you don't see any of that, you just did a disservice to yourself yeah. because I would love to go and just go to all of them. Well, not all of them, but the majority of them. I would love to do that um, just because I think it's, you know, it's, it's great. It's great product. WrestleCon, big failure. Their uh, super show, I don't think it's that super. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they replaced Joey Ryan's penis party with Zicky Dice. Mm. I don't, I, yeah. I'm like, no. 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 I'm not saying that, oh, you know, that sucks compared to Joey Ryan. I'm like, no, we don't need that kind of stuff. Mm. Sorry. You know, but... I don't know, but collective, if you are interested people, that's going to be the best money spent that weekend is buying the package on fight for the collective. I think so. Mm -hmm. Did you get it all? And you don't have to sit there and watch the whole thing all at once. That's why I like that. Because I, Uh, if I can't, I can't sit there like that. I tried to with fight forever and not just, yeah, it was too much. Uh, Fox does say once an indie star leaves to the E, I wish him the best, but that's it for me. He goes, Dolphin Bailey will have a special place in my heart, but I just can't. 
If you do feel that way about Dolph, I would say it would be worth your time to watch the first segment and the last match in this week's NXT because Dolph and LA Knight together were remarkably good, and I didn't expect them to be so good together, and they were. Um, And I think that as a Dolph fan, you really enjoy that, and then you don't have to feel like you're watching NXT necessarily because you're watching a bubble of it. Watch the opening, watch the end, be out. Don't watch anything in between. You're fine. Um, And you get to enjoy... Dolph and LA Knight, which I believe you'd probably fall in love with LA Knight in a sense. Although I'm not saying you'd follow mm-hmm. in his career, obviously, but I think you'd really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, and he says, fuck Sammy, I can't after all that drama. The True Colors came out. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying. Uh, he goes, uh, I could watch wrestling all day. I'm like a gym rat. I'm a wrestling rat. I love the art on the canvas. Was I didn't need to set up Brett's best matches. There was no storyline. Uh, that's just flat out not true like Bret Hart didn't have matches without storylines almost at all unless you're talking about one two three kid versus uh Bret Hart uh which was kind of a weird way that one two three kid got into the match uh but he made sure that the match was dripping with story and I think that's the difference with Bret is if the story's not there leading in a guy like Bret's gonna add a ton of story within the match which a lot of people won't do they're just gonna do a match they think will be good but Brett goes, okay, I don't have the Stone Cold buildup. I don't have the HBK buildup. I'm going to have to do more within this match to make it special. And he does. But at the same time, I don't think you can find anyone who could name top 10 Bret Hart matches and not list him and Owen, him and Sean, him and, and Stone Cold, him and Diesel, him and Ray. They all had stories. All of them dripping with stories to get you, get you there. Uh, he said, I'm like the underground fanboy music artist, but with wrestling, uh, you wish I could go to all of them, uh, the, the collective. He goes, I know Eli Drake, and that's good enough. Yeah, well, he gets better as he goes. That's the problem. You can either stifle yourself from seeing people get better, or you can uh, check out little highlights here and there. Um, let's see. Escobar versus Cameron Grimes. Actually, this was a fucking cool match. This was a cool match. Didn't end up how I wanted it to, but that's okay. Um, I was alluding it to earlier that what I really loved was that synergy that Carmelo Hayes had with Vic and Stu, well, sorry, Wade. So sorry, I keep doing that. Anyways, I loved that synergy, and I think that that really, that's the way you do commentary with that Shivani kind of misses, because JR knows that style. Excalibur can do that. But Shivani just misses the boat on it, and it's awkward. Yeah, I'm not saying Jericho's any better. Jericho just screams, and it's like, Oy. but yeah. like Taz, a lot of the times, if you threw Taz in with Excalibur and Jr., it works out well because you get a lot of that story. You get a lot of whatever. It works well, and I think that that made the match even better. Mm-hmm. I think then because it was a great match. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, it was a great match, but that made it just that level it stepped it up a level and it kind of made me the match in and of itself i was i said wow when i saw the match on paper because i was like oh you have a qualifying match for a ladder match and the qualifier has santos versus cameron grimes i'm like yeah you have two of the most incredible wrestlers on the roster and you're gonna say only one's getting to that match like i was yeah floored already i was like holy shit how do you make that decision now you know like yeah I would have figured you would have done it a lot to make sure both of them are in that match, let alone say only one makes it, you know? One. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that was ludicrous to me. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. One of them is going to lose? What? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. I I went into it. Like, 
oh my god so but either way i mean i'm happy with the outcome yeah i'd like to see cameron grimes get that that big push hopefully there is something for him um at uh on that show i really hope so yeah i really really hope so that's my fingers crossed (laughs) i agree uh, yeah. This one was awesome. I was really surprised yeah. uh, by the match being put together at all, and I loved how, how mm-hmm. it came together. Uh, mm-hmm. Same with the next match, A-Kit versus Koshida. Oh, God. Fantastic match. It reminded me of how just goddamn good Koshida is when he's not just strapped down with his comedy partner. You know, I sat there, and I was just thinking to myself, like, whoever's idea was to put him you know, this whole, what is it, jacket club or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or jacket time? Oh, jacket yeah. time. Jacket time club. Rip off the bullet club. But jacket time. That is such a waste of Kishida. Yeah. And it's almost, to me, insulting as someone who, you know, who's watched, you know, him in New Japan, and he's one of the best junior wrestlers in the world. And to yeah. see that, it's like, what are you doing? You know, and but to see a kid in him, that was just magical. I mean, the level of wrestling on this show this evening was I'm not going to the women were OK. They were OK. They were, it's OK, but I'm not going to say But the men's matches were all just phenomenal. But that match, I mean, if you've never seen a kid before that match will actually make you go and try to see NXT UK or anything that is out there that he's done. Heritage Cup stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heritage Cup. Yeah, all of that. And yeah. I think that that's a, that's a great thing to see. And, you know, it was yeah. it was great. I actually watched that match twice. Um, this this reminded was me how good Koshida is. Yeah. And then how good a kid was. Like, I took it one, one way of, man, Koshida. Fucking great. And then I went back and I'm like, but a kid though, damn. And that's a, that's a great way to really introduce somebody, especially someone who's got a lot of that talent and you're, and you're not a real name that anyone would know. And I think that that was really awesome. Yeah. So I was very excited about that. Yeah. Just so good. And the only reason I say, I said that with Koshida instead of a kid is just because we watch so much NXT UK here that, I know A uh-huh. and I get it. And so seeing him perform like this here, no shock, no surprise. I already knew that about his yeah. kid. But Koshida, yeah. you get excited for him and then you get let down with the cartoon shit. And so like it was one of those shows like this was nice because it reminded you that Koshida is so goddamn yeah. good. I would say that if people if you do watch New Japan and you do watch the best of the super juniors, I'm not gonna say super J Cup, but best of the super juniors, mm-hmm. this was a quality best of the juniors match. I mean that was the level of it. I mean, because there have been some fantastic ones, you know, like um God, Kushida had some great ones with like Hiromu and you know, and I'll even admit this, Ocean Spray. Um, Ricochet, when Ricochet was, you know, doing New Japan, I mean, there's been some, um, that was that kind of level of match. And it's on goddamn NXT. Come on, Splinter Fox. You you gotta admit, you know, when you, if if an E is producing this kind of product, you know, 
I don't care who it is. I ain't getting it on the AEW for damn sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I want to know what you thought about this one. We had um, okay. Tiffany Stratton versus Saray. Okay. I have a weird problem with this one. I like Tiffany Stratton. Don't get me wrong. She's been doing phenomenal. Her character work, everything. I mean, her wrestling has been great. But this just seemed kind of hokey to me. I don't know, because the whole amulet thing, the Sailor Moon thing, mm-hmm. you know, because <clears throat> remember how we, <laughs> the one time you saw that Sailor Moon thing and then she's in her regular gear? Yeah. So I didn't get that. <laughs> That's why it was hokey. But it's was okay. I agree. So I mean, as I was watching this match, I was like, I think Stratton's incredible. She's going to be a future yeah. mega star. Mm-hmm. And I think Saray's very good. Yeah. But something about her character has not quite connected just yet. And I think that no. one of the things about Saray, and it occurred to me while I'm watching it, Saray was like overselling stuff in kind of a goofy way. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And it occurred to me yeah. that the idea is as she's going out to the ring and she's got that amulet, that amulet gives her power and transforms her into a warrior of the sun. That until she's transformed by that amulet on the way through, she's Mm -hmm. just kind of a kid, you know? Yeah. So it felt like Tiffany got to her and bum rushed her before that amulet took power. And so therefore this Mm -hmm. whole match was about how Stratton had the advantage in every way because Saray never transformed into the warrior of the sun. She just yeah. was average Jane, you know? Yeah. So I got it and thought that was kind of neat, kind of a fun twist on that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it adds a bit of silly supernaturalness that I don't quite need out of my NXT, and I don't quite need from this character. It's not – like the supernaturalness of Bray Wyatt I know wasn't for everyone, but Bray Wyatt, Kane, Undertaker, even Finn Balor, those levels of supernatural I can get a little bit more – intrigued by and behind this one was just a little fucking strange and i don't know you know what i mean like yeah i didn't think it was a bad match i think (laughs) i see where they were going with it i really like tiffany stratton and maybe i think what we get out of this is a rematch of the warrior of the sun versus tiffany that ends up being a great match what do you think yeah that's a possibility um but i think a lot of people and i I don't know how much the audience really sees, but, you know, I don't know. These, you know, weird little, you know, segments and stuff. I mean, if I didn't know, I'd been like, what is this sh- shit? Because you don't, you don't know. Like, the little amulet, I wouldn't have known what that was. If I, you know, like, if I'm at a show and all of this was going on, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Because the story was very... I don't want to say non-existent, but it was just weird how it was presented. So they could have done a better job with that. That's why I thought the master was like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know, nothing to write home about. But most wrestlers are good, very good. Yes. It just, unfortunately, it's the the storyline that kind of took it out of the whole thing. Yeah. 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 But – We've got time on them for a while, and I think yeah, it's good. we do. Turner Fox does say he would, he would say thank you to E for the Koshida action figure that was his OG attire from back in NJPW. I did see that action mm-hmm. figure. It's such a great one. You should definitely it buy is. that. It's it like is. Koshida. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you go see, if I want to see that, I would watch Power Rangers or a superhero movie. 
Okay. Uh, Tony D'Angelo and Tommaso Ciampa. Yo, this Ciampa promo Mm -hmm. could have been more economic, I think, with its words. Like, it kind of dragged for me after a while where I didn't really know where we were going or why. And then for D'Angelo to come out and say what he said, I was just... By the time we even got to that, I was kind of out. I didn't see the point. That was me. I don't know. It just was, I was like, at first I was like, okay, what are you doing? Tomasa? You know, and then as it went on, I'm like, really, what are you doing? I really wasn't, after a while, I just didn't listen. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, okay, I I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. What's going on? And, you know, it just took me out of the whole thing. Yeah. And then, then Tony gets in there, and I'm like, well, huh? Yeah, I was already out. Yeah. Like, maybe a fourth of the way in. Yeah. Yeah, there was a while in where I just kind of, I didn't see where going. I appreciate Champa being able to say his piece and stuff, and I almost would have preferred it didn't turn into an angle at all, but, you know, kind of yeah. is what it is. I guess we see what happens at the end and probably have a good match yeah. to send and deliver, but. Yeah. 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 Um. And then there was the indie Persia stuff, which I'm happy to just scroll right by because I just was not paying yep, attention to that. That was awful. Yep. Nope. I don't pay attention to that either. Um. Okay. So this has been really cool. Del Van Fantasma Delgado Delgado Del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. They're cutting a promo on being the greatest luchadors of all time, and the mysterious mm-hmm. pop up. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> The Phantasmo and Mysterio wrestled on the indies one time, but this still felt like a big time once in a lifetime match somehow. You know what I mean? Seeing them square off like in NXT well, and then talk a little bit felt like this is big. Are you talking more about um uh DJZ and Ray and Rey Mysterio facing Mis- each other? Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. I know they had a one-on-one match on the oh, Indies. Santos. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, which McCall is uh, Joaquin Wilde. I know is DJZ. I think had one too, but I could be wrong. Could totally be wrong. I feel like they did. No, maybe they might have. That's what I mean. Like on the Indies, they maybe at Warrior Wrestling. I don't know. But yeah. somehow, to me, this felt huge. To see them like, yeah. stare down each other and Dominic to be involved in it and then have the LDF kind of talk shit on that as well. Like, uh-huh. it was pretty cool. And then to see the match actually of uh, of Dominic versus Raul Mendoza. Yeah. I loved it. And then to see the physicality yeah. between Ray and Santos. Like, I'm oh, yeah. so into this. I am super yeah. into this. That's how you do those types of matches when you have a relative. Versus. Like, crossovers and i think that i really wish in a certain way that that could kind of happen that happened with like hook with his dad as the mouthpiece and then you have someone else with whoever as the mouthpiece and i think that that would have that would have been that would have worked wonders Mm -hmm. if you know i'm the better you know whatever but it was i mean it was great i was like wow this is 
on an NXT and like what a regular NXT. It wasn't like a stand in his liver or those, you know, weird specialty shows that are kind of like a pay-per-view, but not, you know? So yeah. I was, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, wow, aren't we lucky? Yeah. And I That's think that I we about. might even get Dominic or no, I guess cause I don't know. That'd be tough. Cause was it Dominic and Ray are in the Logan Paul Miz match? I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if by stand and deliver time, we had Rey Mysterio and uh, Santos, but we might get that after. Yeah. And I think that could be something you could even get on main roster, maybe. I think so, yeah. But I don't know how well that would be received. They'd mm-hmm. really have to kind of put segments and some kind of vignette in there. Mm-hmm. to Because, of course, we know that the average WWE fan, they don't watch NXT, so they're not going to know who this dude is. But and why it's doing the crossovers with kind of a leak on both sides. I would love it if mm-hmm. when Ray and Dominic are doing stuff on the main roster, Phantasma mm-hmm. comes out and interferes. And yeah. we do get uh, Santos and Ray on, what are they on, Raw? Yeah, on Raw. I don't know. I would love that. Actually have their one-on-one match be there. I think that'd be great. Yeah, the crowd that'd be good. Yeah, because then that can tell you, again, litmus test of, hey, are these guys ready to go? Yeah. I think so. I honestly yeah. think so, because they're that freaking great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Splinter Fox has a question. He said, question time. Is Champa's name change? Uh, what will Champa's name change be for the main roster? Will it be more out of nowhere like Dunn's? Uh, I think really that sounds like you didn't hear or actually pay attention to Dunn's name change, because it wasn't a name change necessarily the promo was cut by Seamus who's saying me and Ridge have been friends with this guy for years that you know by a different name but we've been calling him by a nickname for years we call him Butch and Pete Dunn walks on things so it wasn't like they're just all like hey Pete Dunn's Butch now it was more like hey here's longtime friends who've known him for a long time so it kind of like actually made sense in a lot of ways but with Ciampa he's been tagging on the main roster now on and off for the better part of like two years now right so yeah, I, I feel like they'd leave Champa alone. Yeah, they're not gonna change Champa. No, no way. No, no way. Sure. I mean, they're not gonna do something like. Yeah, no. they're not gonna flip the script on them like that. No. No. Uh, let's see. There's only two other things that I want to talk about that happened here. Uh, one we can probably get through pretty quick. Uh, Gunther had like a face to face with L.A. Knight. Not <sighs> in his face, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh my god, I almost passed out because I thought this is going to be the greatest thing since yeah. the invention of the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Because, damn, I mean, shit. But you know what, also in this thing, I don't know if you noticed this, but this was the first thing that I noticed was, is is LA Knight really that tall? Because Walter looked kind of short, uh, Gunther, sorry, looked kind of short. Because I have a picture with him. I have a picture with him. Okay. And I'm 5'4. And he's like huge. You know? Yeah. Let's see. And my picture with LA Knight, he's standing behind me and he looks like he's a good two inches above me. I'd say he's probably 6'2. Okay. Here he is right next to me, and one, two, three. Yeah, I would say, like, probably six one, six two. Okay. I don't okay. know how tall uh, Gunther is, but 
he's got to be at least like six seven or yeah. taller, maybe six seven or six six. But yeah. even then, it did it did not look like four inches of height. If LA Knight's like about yeah, hmm. I was like, is LA Knight standing on a box? Oh, did they make? I had to go back and watch. Were they both really close in height? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not there was not that much difference, and that's oh. why I was like, huh? Because he always like Walter always. Well, Gunther, sorry, he always looks like he towers over everybody. Oh yeah, he looks like a monster. And yeah, and this was not the case, so mm. that's why I was like a little thrown off by it. I got you. I got you. Uh, Spider yeah. Fox says Google yeah. says Eli Drake is six one, but that's Google. Uh, like yeah, like I said, six one, six two. I could believe that. Uh, look mm. up Gunther and see what's next. Uh, but the idea that we might get uh, L.A. Knight versus Gunther is fucking exciting. Uh, we better says get. Google says six four for Gunther. I don't so, know about that. Three inch difference, maybe. Uh, I could see that, uh, but no, I gotta look at my picture again because either that or I'm shorter than I think I am. You probably are. You're a tiny human. Maybe. <laughs> but then Marty Skrull's my height. Like we're about. <laughs> He's tiny. He is tiny. My He's picture with short. him, I'm towering over him. I look like I could beat him up yeah. quick. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen your picture with him. I don't think I saw it. I'll send it to you. Um, okay. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny. I was like, oh, do you want one? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't pay for it. I felt bad because the dude was there and I'm like, I didn't pay for it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about that potential prospect there of getting LA Knight. We better there. get it's it. Crazy. Don't tease. Um, don't tease us. Don't tease us, Pritchard. Don't tease us. Yep, Come on. Yep. Um, the Seriously. The final thing that happened overall throughout the show and it was an ongoing thing was Cora Jade stole the titles from <laughs> Toxic Attraction. Now I will say first and foremost that setup was stupid. She goes the most important thing to Toxic Attraction ever are these titles. And they just left the titles in a random spot in a random place backstage. That was dumb. That was a terrible yeah. setup. But what became of that I thought was really fucking good. And by the end of it, I was so impressed with how comfortable Cora Jade has gotten on screen. Cause I remember mm -hmm. when she was first cutting her promos there, we're like, wow, she's really nervous, but you know what? She's yeah. young. She'll get there. This one, her facial expressions, her demeanor, her little, like the, the little like character things she was doing within herself were really shining and she came off so fucking smooth and charismatic and you almost felt like the camera wasn't on her it just came off so natural you know what i mean oh yeah mm -hmm. but i no. was just way impressed by it i liked all the dumb little antics she was doing all home alone style tries to mm -hmm. get into uh mandy rose's car mandy fucking pulls the serial killer fucking thing and i was a little hokey okay. the way it was shot but I loved all this Cora Jade stuff. I did think, mm -hmm. as pointed out by Justin Time, it was really fucking silly that Cora Jade had spray paint to spray paint Mandy's car. And the spray paint was white and the car was white. So it was also like, you're going to spray paint it the same color? Like, what? <laughs> but. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh, and Spinner Fox says Marty Boy's 5'9 uh, and says that no, maybe the mass not. of Walter throws it off, which could be too, because he's just so big. 
that it could maybe could seem bigger than he is even. Marty is not five nine. Okay. That's, he is that's not a, five nine. I would say he's probably five eight, five seven. He's five six. Five six? Okay. Yeah. I've asked him. I'm like, you're almost I'm almost as tall as you. Yeah. And he goes he's like, Yeah, you're you know, we're short people. Yeah. And I'm like and I know Colt we, we, yeah, been with yeah. the three of us been around together. He's like when we were taking pictures, he's got damn, you are short. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm and five ten Marty, and I was towering over him yeah. like he was a tiny Yeah, and Marty was like Marty was like, Who are you calling short? And he goes, Both of you. That's I'm like funny. You're mean. That's funny. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. Because he says he's six one, but he's not. I think he's six. Yeah. But I don't know. I think he's shrinking, but that means Oh, so what do you think no. of all the core stuff i loved it it was really cute to see how much she's grown and i think that you know there was this childlike quality to her character that made this really fun mm-hmm. and that's why I, I really enjoyed it now what i did enjoy <clears throat> as a result of this stuff was the dakota kai and uh wendy chu little segment which i thought was great Mm, I love orange soda. Oh, yeah. Um, you didn't see that? It's when, like, me, okay, they were sitting there. It's Dakota, and it was, you know, and Wendy, and they were sitting there. She goes, oh, you want some orange soda? She goes, mm, I no, I don't know. I don't know. And it was being that weird whatever. And then you saw Mandy and <clears throat> the gals come in. Like, did you see Cora Jade? Right? And they're like, no. Well, we're looking for, you know, because the house. And they go, oh, you know, you should be thanking us for what we did for you, mm-hmm. you guys last week, you know, and that was a very interesting kind of thing. And so apparently, I think they're going to do try to pull some shenanigans where I think Dakota, like, it's basically saying that they're going to maybe do something for Dakota and Wendy again, mm-hmm. because they probably know that they can't beat <clears throat> EO and um, Kaylee Ray. But I, I don't know. But I'm really looking forward to that match. But I think that um, that'll be a very interesting thing. But it was very um, funny because Dakota was like, well, you guys hurt Raquel. You put her on the shelf for six weeks. And it was really interesting because she had that, you know, after what we saw like with Raquel in that match. So I think that it was really it was really a cute little segment. But to see how Wendy's shoe and her quirky character and Dakota's whatever Dakota is right now, how they have this great synergy with each other and I think it's really cute. So oh, yeah. that's one to watch if you didn't see it. Yeah. And I'm not saying it because I'm pro Wendy Chu. It just was a very cute segment and it worked really well with Toxic Attraction, all three of them. It was great. So Yeah. And I'm really I'm yeah. I've been impressed with Mandy since she's been back. And um Gigi Dolan and was it Jane? Mm-hmm. Or whatever yeah, her name is. JC Jane. Okay. They those two are great too. You can see mm-hmm. all of their improvement and things like that. And I think it's a it's a really whoever decided to put those three together, that was really good. You nailed it. Yeah, and I think that uh uh NXT has been the best place for Mandy Rose. I think that it helped mm-hmm. Mandy Rose tap into a part of her that she didn't realize was there. I think yeah. she'd been kind of, not coasting, but I think she'd been relying on a lot of the veteran talent on the main roster for so long. I think she mm-hmm. always thought of herself as less than and not equal to. 
And I think when mm-hmm. she got here and they everyone looked up to her as the veteran, she had to kind of step up into a role that she didn't realize she was all along. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we mm-hmm. have a newfound confidence with her that I think will translate back to the main roster whenever she's ready to go back. Absolutely. And I think that she <clears throat> realizes now how much she's got, what's there. Like, And I think that before yeah. she was very unsure. I think this was yeah. always the issue, I think. but Yeah. And I think if when she does go back, I think that because Toxic Attraction is such a good little stable, mm-hmm. and I don't think the women really have that Not a lot. at all, right? Not a lot. That I think that that's how that's going to go up to the main roster, yeah, is like that. I because I could see them dominating one of the shows. Yeah. Definitely. I thought they would have sent yeah. Mandy Rose back by now, but I think that they're holding off until JC and Gigi are ready. Yep, I think so too. I think yeah. so too. I think they're yeah. in it now. Um, mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Core Jade. She's talked about before how hard it is for her to put on weight and how she's trying mm-hmm. to get bigger and all that stuff. And I felt like this week it was super noticeable, a lot more muscle on her than we've seen previously. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. how hard work pays off. Um, that she's, she's putting in the work and we're seeing results just from an outside perspective. She's, she's looking great and she's looking tough yeah. And, and yeah keep yeah. on yeah I noticed a lot of the roster a lot of the guys are getting really lean mm-hmm. and kind of kind of stacked and then a lot of the women if there are smaller women they're getting a little bit more bulk to them but not like you know weight bulk it's more you can see they're getting more tone a little bit more mus- muscle etc um, people need to leave Wendy Chu alone I mean, yeah, she, she, you can't tell she has a body because she's wearing a onesie, yeah. but yeah, she's, leave her alone. And, you know, like Raquel, I mean, that's another woman that I'm just like, yeah, she's not fat. She's a, she's a larger woman. She's got yeah, she's big bones. She's yeah, big. She's big you know, like there's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like she's like big, like Mad Jackson doesn't, you know, how to use her body in the ring. That would be, that's yeah, she's a larger person, and she could do the work. She could do yeah, the okay. shit. Yeah. Uh, Fox says, so in conclusion, Rose should have never left NXT that fast, or maybe due to the injury with Paige, it stunted her growth. I think that, if I'm being objective, I think that the people who make that call saw more in Mandy than she saw in herself, and I think that was the stunt. Right? They saw what you could be. She saw how green she was and that slowed her down. I think this, like I said, helped her break out of that shell of her seeing finally what others already saw. I don't know if it was too soon. I think she wasn't mentally open to it, if that makes sense. Uh, Fox says, where is Gonzalez in creative limbo? Dude, if you look at the pictures of CYN this past week or whatever, she's fucking ringside, so I don't know. Um, (laughs) I think it's strictly because she's dating Braun Strowman, but... Uh, oh, she yeah. is. Yeah, they're together. Oh, ew, ew. Okay, Why sorry. Well, ew. No, I shouldn't talk. But anyways, he's a big boy. I, find, uh, I think I find Cole Cabana attractive, and people think I'm weird. Yeah, that's true. You are weird for that, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spinnerbox is all man. Guns also CYN confirmed. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Dude, uh, yeah. She gets released. That's where she's going. Come on now. Oh yeah, that's easy. Uh, anything else you had on there? Are you ready for me to wrap it up a little bit? I'm ready to wrap it up. I'm ready to wrap uh, it up. 
Then I will say that it was really nice for the MSK promo. They came out in the NWO shirts. They started with the Hey Yo. Mm -hmm. I love how much love's been going around for Scott Hall. And that shit never gets old to me. Appreciating people when they're alive is, is of the utmost importance. But making sure when someone passes that you're able to express how much they meant, I think, is also a big deal. So, yeah, I love and that. I really think, yeah, and I think that because um, a lot of these guys, like a lot of the things we see today, we wouldn't we wouldn't have seen if it weren't for Scott Hall and nope. you know and Kevin Nash and you know X Pac and all those guys. So it's really great to kind of see that. So. There's a very real possibility that if if Scott Hall did not go to WCW when he did, that we might not have an AEW at all today. No. You know what I mean? Like Mm-mm. they created yeah. a boom that yeah. inspired a lot of people, and so mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. And maybe we wouldn't have even seen a WWE today without that move. Like there was so much that ultimately hinged on that when that move that that. Yeah, important. I, th- he was important. I think, yeah, I think you wouldn't see NXT, definitely. Mm-hmm. You'd still see one Raw or whatever. You'd still see that, but you wouldn't see NXT, and you wouldn't see, I don't think that there would be, like, I don't think there'd be, an, there would be TNA. Ring of Honor, yeah, there would be, but that's a little different, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So shout out to MSK showing the love. Yeah. Obviously, they're big NWO and NXT and DX guys. Like, mm-hmm. um, Spinner Fox does say, okay, AEW pissed me off too. They didn't do anything for Scott Hall on TV, only on social media. And Matt was going to do the Razor's Edge, but was stopped. Matt who? Hardy, probably. Oh, Matt Hardy. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and Spinner Fox says, uh, I mean, Britt Baker with a Scott Hall attire, but that was it. One, Yeah, and I, I appreciated that too, Britt Baker with the Scott Hall attire. That's the second time she's worn Scott Hall attire, if I remember correctly. I believe mm-hmm. right after the sanction match, she had a very similar Scott Hall attire, but it was red and black, yeah. and this was the white and black. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. I love those things. Um, I'll say this in defense of AEW. They don't always need to piggyback off of everything the idea that they got the Owen Hart legacy was already a little weird enough of like, Oh, it looks like they've signed the Owen Hart legacy to their company. Like it's, they don't need to have everything. I do think that it probably would have been nice to have a slide like WWE does in memory of, you know, that that had been cool or yeah, they didn't even, I don't remember them hearing it at all until the, until the Britt Baker match when she came out and, Excalibur said Britt Baker uh, dressing up like the bad guy and Tony Schiavone saying I'm glad you brought him up thoughts and prayers to Scott Hall yeah at the time he'd already passed and so it was a little, but like you could hear it was in it was in Tony's throat yeah. obviously Tony worked with him a lot you know yeah um, so I don't want to knock AEW for not because you know what Scott Hall was never a part of him he never claimed to want nope. to be a part of him he openly nope. said he would never go there. Yeah. Uh, he was asked directly in a couple of interviews I've heard where he said, I'm, an a- I'm a WWE guy. I'm a Vince guy. Uh, you'll never see me in AEW. I wish them the best, though. Um, so 
I don't want to like harp on AEW for not. They did say something online and that was nice. Britt did her thing, that was nice. They don't need to, as comes across sometimes, they don't need to try and be the end-all be-all of all things wrestling always. Mm-hmm. He wasn't one of your guys. But... No. But also, if we'd seen... They didn't yeah, shy away from it either. Yeah, but if we'd seen, like, the Bucks, but I'm actually thinking about, like, oh, I'm surprised Cole and Red Dragon didn't have anything kind of tribute-ish in their gear or whatnot. But definitely, you know, if the Bucks had been on TV, yeah. they would have had had something because they've always, you know, because obviously with Bullet Club, they always yeah have, you know, said something. Yeah, know, and Fox says, I don't, I don't mean, he's like, I mean, I don't call it piggybacking just to show respect in the wrestling world. And I get that too, but I will say that I wouldn't have hated it to see more. Like I said, I love the showing of love for Scott Hall. It wouldn't have bothered me to see more. But I'm just yeah, speaking but, in defense of them not – I didn't – I wasn't mad at them for showing less. I, yeah. yeah. And Fox says he paved also, the way to some of the talent there. Just saying he paved the way for a lot of the talent there. Like, yeah, but also a lot of the talent there he had nothing really to do with. I mean obviously someone like a Jericho probably could, you know, mm. those guys that have been around a while. But like – you know, like when you look at, I don't know, let me throw one out here. Um, Jungle Boy. Yeah, I was going to say Jungle Boy. It wasn't <laughs> like he was least. trained by him or nothing. But, but I mean, yeah, or anything. Yeah. yeah. Either way, like, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Spinner Fox says, nah, don't defend AEW for this one, Marsh. Bash the fuck out of him. Yeah, he knows what I do here. <laughs> 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 I'll never be upset about the outpouring of love for these people, for these guys, for these talent. Obviously we do this because of how much we love them to begin with. Yeah. And same time, sometimes it's a dicey road and I, I think politics plays a bigger role than it should. And sometimes mm-hmm. like, Hey, maybe just saying out of the conversation is enough. And yeah, it'd have been nice to see more, but I'm not going to knock them on this one for, for, for not, um, I'll tell you, I'd have been mad if they talked some shit on it. That wasn't that important. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, that would have been really disrespectful. But yeah, yeah, um, and I'm glad that that Tony felt comfortable saying what he said, and Excalibur brought it up, and Britt did her thing, and you know what are you gonna do? You know, it's not like there's yeah. clips of him. So um, yeah, and he never did anything with Ring of Honor. You know what would have been kind of oh, cool yeah. though. What would have okay. been cool because we haven't seen him in a long time. Last matter of fact, I was looking it up. I don't think I've seen anything uh, heard. Terror, high water, as they say, of uh, in over a year, but Cody Hall, actually two years. Well, no, his, son. his name had come up. His name had come up recently because I know didn't he go to rehab? And I don't know. Uh, the last thing I found of him is that he was signed with MLW and then announced he left the company the next day. That's the last. Yeah, thing I, on him. yeah, I think he did, but he popped up somewhere. I want to say in the last like year or like right before COVID happened. That's what it was. I MLW. could be wrong. He right before COVID no, he popped up in thought... MLW and then a day later they said that he was gone. Oh. And that's why I don't know what happened next. But I would say it would have oh. been nice, especially for a one-off, if they just had a match with like an open challenge. Mm-hmm. And out came Cody Hall in his Scott Hall gear and did the walk, and did the yeah. thing, and maybe give him a win, maybe don't. But you know, it would have been yeah. nice. Yeah. Could have been nice. Yeah. It, it could have been, but you know, that, you know, yeah. but either way, hard to say. Either way. Hard, oh, either he thinks way. he's the hard masked monster of Contra. 
I'd have to look at that, but I don't know. Either way, but, let's wrap it up. Let's get to last call. Guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, really cool of, uh, of FMSK to do that. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll be back next week. I'm going to yeah. be here on Wednesday for another episode one. I'm trying to think, do we have big shows coming up? I think it's like two weeks away before Mania, right? Yeah, and then uh, you guys might want to watch Rampage this week. Just going to be on Rampage? Uh, well, I'm just curious about the Keith Lee thing. Because um, Keith Lee, it's very surprising that, one, he didn't win the, the ladder match. Okay, so they didn't hand him a win. Yeah. And that was, you know, like, okay. So you've got that. And I'm interested to see the fallout of what Hobbs and Starks are going to do. That'll be interesting. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's some other interesting things. But that one I'm curious about with Keith Lee. Because Keith Lee, again, one of those signings where I'm like, mm -hmm. what's going to happen with Keith Lee? Deal. It's gonna, is it going to be like lethal? And I think the way this match is going to work out will kind of seal that direction of which way we think Keithley is going to go. So I think that's a real por important pivotal thing. So, okay. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we know he'll beat Max. He'll beat Max, Max Caster. I, I like Max, Max Caster. Don't get me wrong, but he'll beat him. But yeah. what they choose to do with these others, that's going to set right. that fate. Okay. Yeah. Only because you've got one who's really hyped and everyone loves in the back. And you have another one that's fizzling away. So we'll see. And I'll let you guys decide who's who. Yeah. And then Flynn Fox says Bear Country and Del Sol versus House of Black and Allen versus Butcher. Oh. I'm not interested in those. Why are you Why are you that. feeding poor Fuego Del Sol to the House of Black? That's funny. The guy's been through so much, you know. <laughs> yeah, but... Oy, yeah. All right, but guys. also, yeah, but no, I was gonna say, wait, no, JR doesn't do commentary because I like that whole lights on, lights off, la la la. Yeah. <laughs> that was great commentary, <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, your mind, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but all right, guys, uh, we'll be back here in the dime bar of the IWC next week for a brand new episode one, guys. That's the last call. Meg? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>